0: Richard Case.
1: Well, Kathy, it's great uh, to be together again today. Uh, We're excited to to keep going and talk about this abiding uh, process. And, uh, you know, last time uh, we talked about the very words that Jesus spoke were spirit and there were life. uh, uh, The flesh counts for nothing. So he's saying, as you're abiding in my word, it's not about intellectually trying to understand it on the at the what they call the carnal or the flesh level intellectual level only uh, but rather it's a spiritual process because his words are spirit and their and their life themselves. so he wants us to receive those, be a receiver as we talked about and let them do the, the, its work which actually we'll talk a little bit more today. Um, and then uh, he said he has the words of eternal life, uh, and he defined that as not a ticket to heaven, but rather knowing, experiencing, having intimacy with the power, the life, the nature, uh, the characteristics of God in our life.
2: Uh, yeah, I love that you talked about that yesterday, too, because I think we do often get hung up on the idea that eternal life or we're, we're misinformed that eternal life is only about heaven and eternity, and I love how Jesus redefines that right there in His Word. And right. you talked about that yesterday. Yeah. No, this this is it. It's it's knowing me right now, right here. Right. It's in the present. This is eternal life.
1: Yeah, it's. A, and by the way, that's a, the beauty of Scripture uh, is mm-hmm. that uh, as He reveals truth to us, He said, "Well, in the flesh, you know, you've been taught that eternal life is just a ticket to heaven, mm-hmm. but but my Word and what I want to show you." um is way more than that. Yes, yes, you get to be with me in eternity. He said that's that's true. Uh and it's beautiful.
2: And a beautiful thing. Yes. A beautiful <laughs> thing. Uh,
1: but um if you have a heart to let my words uh transform mm-hmm. you and produce fruit in you and through your circumstances, uh they are g- going to show you who I am, uh, what mm-hmm. I can do in your practical life. And as you receive that, by the way, um, this is what we call the flow through process. Kathy mentioned that uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: a couple of days ago of uh, it's receiving it. And then you can help other people start to re- receive that and understand that as well, because you say, well, I've I, I, I proven out to, to be true.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I get to know God. God's at work. There's ma- magnificent things happening. The abundant life is starting to be given to me. And I want to help you understand that whatever issue you got, uh, It can be solved. It can be resolved uh, because God says my words are are, uh, eternal life Um, Mm. and as we think about that uh, in today's, you know, we've been uh, our message is finding truth in a world of chaos Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, there's an underlying anger uh, that exists uh, amongst Christians right now because of such disappointment about uh, the culture uh, what's happening the fact that I have to operate completely differently um, we know one of the things uh, that has happened is that interesting enough uh, with people having to be home more it mm-hmm. has put has put a tremendous strain on their marriages uh,
2: absolutely we're uh, seeing that left and right right yeah, now
1: because um, uh, and what what's happening is that well they've had the strain anyway
2: mm-hmm. so it's not
1: like well this is new and I didn't used to have it now I have it. It's just that, um, it's now been accentuated, uh, so that the way that we dealt with things was, well, I went to work and my wife either went to work or was at home and, uh, all we had to deal with stuff was, was later on at night or weekends. Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't managing all these issues. Uh, what do we do with the kids and, and where do I have a space in my house to do zoom calls? And, Um, and then I'm, I'm with my spouse all the time. And what, what it illustrates is the, um, uh, what I call the cracks in the marriage that, uh, now, now show up even more deep Mm -hmm. that, you know, gosh, we're having trouble. There's interesting. There's a study recently that, that said that, uh, the divorce rate, uh, has actually increased in the last year. Right. Um, and by the way, it's, it's, it's lousy anyway. Uh, so that, you know, the averages, um, uh, of divorces, uh, and this is in America, uh, but, but it is happening all over the world is, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
1: between 40 and 60% of marriages wind up, wind up in divorce, um, and, or separated
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, uh, Christian, interesting enough, and they've done a study on this, the Christian, uh, marriages aren't any better, right. uh, they are following the pattern of the world and the uh, frustration that couples have as believers, uh, not knowing what to do. Uh, they might have tried counseling, but basically it's, well, I want my spouse to change and do what I want. <laughs> and of course, my, my spouse is saying, uh, no, I don't want to change. I want you to change. Um, mm-hmm. And then you, and what happens is you get stubborn um, and you get entrenched
2: yeah. With. And I do think you're right that this, you know, the whole experience of COVID has just shined a, a shone a real light on what was already there. Right. Um things that we didn't have to face um or didn't weren't in our face all the time and so it was easier to ignore and the way that we coped with them was differently. And so now suddenly being, you know, having everything else removed, all these other distractions peeled back, you're face to face with what you really have in your relationship. Right. And there's so many people that are looking at it, going, "Oh my goodness, this is not what I thought I had or what I wanted." And I even remember when um, when COVID first happened, and you know, China was ahead of us on the curve of all of that. And when they released after months of lockdown or whatever, they said the biggest boom in business was divorce attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> that, but I think, I mean, it's it's funny and it's sad all at the yeah. same time, and you can see why that happened. You yeah. know? Yeah,
1: I believe that. Um, so that, uh, you know, and it boils down to, um, you know, what is going on in the Christian community? Uh, you know, and again, this is where we, we try to look at, uh, what we're trying to show and teach is that abiding, uh, and walking with God is the solution.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, it's
1: a, it's a critical piece because what happens, uh, is that, um, two, two believers, uh, are married. Uh, they got married. They enjoyed, they they fell in love with each other. They got excited about that. Uh, but what happened is that they continued to work uh, and walk in the flesh, what's called mm-hmm. the flesh. And the, and the flesh is carnal. Um, I'm going to operate this way. I want my way. Uh, and I'm going to try to persuade people, particularly my spouse, that I'm right and, and she's not or he's not.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then the other side says, well, I don't agree with that. And so there's contention about uh, significant things in, in uh, marriage, right. you know, and these are things like, you know, finances, children, work, moving, uh, physical things together. Um, yeah. These all become. Vision
2: con- of labor right now has yep. been a big thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: This all becomes uh, um, hard and hard hearted. Uh, so that, um, as God looks at the marriage of a believing marriage, it's not fuzzy in scripture that his will is
0: mm-hmm. that the
1: two, uh, enjoy each other uh, because the two become, this is in Genesis chapter one, verse uh, 24 and 25, the two become one,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that you are to walk in unity, uh, and to enjoy your life and to stay together and to use the benefit of unity, which, we'll, which we're going to talk about uh, down the road here a little bit uh, to help each other come to an understanding of walking with God and enjoying uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a couple that uh, uh, we met, this is many, many years ago. Um, they were struggling uh, in their marriage um, and um Somebody had told him, well, you need to at least before you before you finalize your separation and divorce, you need to try to talk to Rich and Linda.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So we met him um, at our uh, uh, restaurant. Um, And the husband, uh, I said, "Okay, tell me about what's going on. And the husband said, "Um, I just don't love her anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be with her anymore. Um, I just don't have that same, um, affection for her. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be better to be separated than to be together. Um, and, um, it was like, okay. Uh, you know, Hey honey, how do you feel about that? And, uh, and she says, well, I, I believe that. Um, and therefore I'm not sure since he believes that I, I would like to stay together, but, since he believes that, I guess the only solution is to separate, and then ultimately, mm. you know, part, uh, which is what happens in a divorce, uh, is that you you come to a conclusion as a couple.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We've been together. We had times where we enjoyed each other, but what's happened lately is that this is no uh, not enjoyable anymore. And the conclusion is it would be better now to separate hmm. and, and let me go find a different life because I don't see how we can resolve this. Um, and that's what they conclude. And then they separate. They separate and divorce. Uh, and, the, and the same statistics are true of uh, the Christian community is that they're 40, mm-hmm. 40 to 60% of marriages you know, are getting divorced and another you know 30% or so are just existing. Uh, They're just, yeah, they get along. They're not separating, but they're not enjoying, you know, their marriage. So um, I said to this couple, I said, okay, I can appreciate your thought there. uh, And I understand some of the things that have happened. Uh, I said, would you like to know what it means for God to restore your marriage? Uh, God can restore your affection for each other. He can restore the beauty of walking together and fulfill his will which is for you to enjoy each other and to be excited about being being together. Uh, and so they, you know, they said, "Well, um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not I'm not sure that's possible. I've never seen mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, people have gone to counseling, but it doesn't seem to make any difference uh, when they're mm-hmm. that, that when we're as far as we are. Um, I don't know. Uh, and I said, well, um, I can guarantee you." Uh, and this is because because I've experienced God and Linda and I have experienced okay. God and we've had our marriage restored and full and enjoyable. Uh, and we've been married, you know, uh, 50 years going on in 51. Uh, and it's just getting su- sweeter, sweeter and sweeter <laughs> and sweeter. Um, I said, I can guarantee you that if you have a heart to follow God, he will restore this absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it's his work, because remember we talked about the words are spirit and life. The words mm-hmm. are knowing Christ. Uh, so they said, "Well, I don't know. I guess so. All right, we'll try it." Uh, so I, I started giving them assignments of, "Well, you got to learn to abide," and kind of, mm-hmm. kind of going through the same scriptures we've been going through. Is well, this is right. What, this is what life with God looks like. Um, and, <laughs> and this uh, uh, guy uh, tells this story later. You know, that that was, I gave him the assignments here, get in the word, uh, spend some time in the word, and then we'll get to act together and see what God has to say Mm -hmm. um, and let God start speaking to you. You can hear God's voice, which, by the way, he was very adamant against. You cannot hear God. Uh, And I said, I said, well, I said, his sheep hear his voice. I said, so if (laughs) if you if you give it a a go, uh, you'll see that you will. You'll hear God's voice um so he he tells the story that he walks (laughs) he walks out of the restaurant uh with his wife and said is that all they got (laughs) (laughs) is that that all they got
3: um
1: i don't see that changing us at all uh we'll do it but is that all they got you know and uh, and so they they started into abiding and started into what god would have them understand Um, And started speaking to both of them. And then over time, um, what happened is through the power, and this goes back to what we said before, the power Mm -hmm. of the word uh, is uh, so amazing that it transformed them. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: as they abided, they got transformed. They re-engaged their affection for each other. uh, And now they're living as lovebirds. Uh, I love it and and, and, given, <laughs> and given it away and, and he would be the first one to say, uh, all my sheep can hear my voice. And he said, I was mm-hmm. as skeptical as there was, but mm-hmm. um, I now experienced it and I know the beauty of it and I'm living my life that way. And so the two of them live their life this way and now they're having the time of their life. Uh, mm-hmm. and God did restore it. Uh, and by the way, and we'll see here today, um, it wasn't a tomorrow you're all solved. Right. it's it's a process um, of abiding and let let the power
2: of the word um, right. so well um, that process goes back to what you were talking about yesterday the transformation from the word and the metamorphosis that you know he's not you know God's not trying to, I'm not putting a wish list on God and saying oh take okay hey, change my spouse by X, y and z it's no I'm coming under his word and whatever he's speaking to me I'm surrendering allowing him to change me. And as he does that, and as, as your spouse does that as well, the transformation in both of you individually, and then the ability for you to come back together, um, as God designed it to be is absolutely beautiful, but it is a process. It's not an overnight fix and not going to be three steps and you're done. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: Talk, talk a little bit about more of that, um, this aspect of, you know, God, would you, you mm-hmm. know, fix our marriage? God, would you fix our marriage? Um, right. and particularly help my wife to get better or my husband to get better at this. Um, would you do that? Um, that's how we typically approach it. Right. Uh, and by the way, nothing really happens. And we just say, well, I guess uh, it isn't going to work. And I guess the best solution is to, is to let the right. contention just keep there. And we got we to resolve it some other way. So talk a little bit about what's the difference uh, between praying that way Um, And what we're trying to say here is walking with God and receiving what he has to say.
2: Yeah, I think really our focus is in the wrong place. And again, you know, we talked a few days ago about, you know, praying and really we're not giving God a list of our demands. This is what we want although he knows our heart. And so, you know, when you look at the prayers of David, David was really blunt. He said exactly what he thought, exactly what he felt. But then he came back under to surrender and say, God, what do you have to say? And I think that part is so important, even when you're talking about praying for your spouse. So many times when I counsel with other women or with other couples, um, it's, you know, My husband, this, my husband, that I just, if he would only, you know, but how do I do it? No matter how many things you kind of help them guide through it, but, but what about when they, I'm like, you know what, it's, we really have to shift our, shift our focus because this covenant relationship that God has given you is truly a gift, but he wants to grow you personally in it. And so the starting point, if I'm going to be starting in prayer for my husband, it's not going to be change him to be X, Y, Z. It's going to be God, give my husband a hunger for you, that he would step into the fullness of what you have um, as you're doing the same for me so that I can step into it too. But it's, it's really, you know, and making space. Like I, I pray, oh God, even when I see Dan stressed, you know, right now with things that are going on with work. Um, my prayer is not take the stress away. It's God strengthen him to his core. Let him hear your voice today so that he can step into what you have for him. Yeah. You know, these are, these are the kind of things, but it's praying not on a, on a demand level, but on a coming under and really strengthen. And then I'm going to step back and be willing because the, the real change that I am actually capable of or whatever is me. I can yeah. do nothing <laughs> to make my husband do something different. Right. That's, you know, but God, God can grow him. And yeah. so I need to just be responsible for what God is doing in me and respond to that. And as I do, the natural ripple effects are huge in terms of how God uses those ripple effects actually to bring growth in the marriage and in my spouse.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, uh and we'll, we'll share this, uh, down the road again as to particularly how you, uh, what's called coming to unity. But mm-hmm. um, it's not abandoning and flipping the opposite direction. Uh,
3: mm.
1: Well, okay, I'll just, then I'll just surrender to whatever my spouse wants. Mm. Um, and, and no, that's not what God is saying, is that he says, as I work in both of you, mm-hmm. um, I start to help you understand how to address the issues of your life, which are causing contention,
3: mm-hmm.
1: that I have an answer for those. Um, and, and he teaches us to how both of them, this is what I had to do with this couple is, uh, well, they had real issues. They had really disagreements about Mm -hmm. how to do things, uh, had to do with finances, had to do with work, had to do with kids. Um, and they were arguing about it. They were debating it. They were fighting over it and, uh, they weren't getting anywhere. Um, so Mm -hmm. when we talk about transformation, uh, it's this heart ability to then properly, deal with these issues which you're going to have right. um, and you always have them but how do we deal with them so that in my honest thought that i no, i don't think that's the way to go um, how do two people who disagree get to unity uh, mm-hmm. and the answer is going to be well let god show you the answer um, right, and, and right. if you begin see and this is what you're talking about is the flip uh, in our hearts is instead of me wanting my will. Yes. Um, I start to recognize, well, the best is to have God's will mm-hmm. in these decisions. Uh, cause he knows and, and the Holy Spirit's in me, the Holy Spirit's in my spouse. So he can get us to the same answer of saying, this is what my answer is. As you mm-hmm. start with, well, yeah, but we have a disagreement. Uh, it's okay. hmm Uh, but instead of proving I'm right and you're wrong. Mm
3: -hmm. And now
1: everything I do is really manipulation. And if you don't agree with me, then I get upset and I get mad. uh, And I go through defensiveness. I go through withdrawal. I go through punishment of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, When I flip, and this is what you're talking about at the heart level, is, well, it's okay that we disagree, but let's together Mm
3: -hmm. go
1: seek God's will. And And when this couple got to that point, Okay, we're willing to do that in an authentic way. Right. They started to see answers that were God's answers. And he restored things. He made he made their financial situation better. And he gave them insight. He gave them wisdom. And they started realizing, well, why would I not follow God's will
3: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, as opposed to mine? Because why? It was working out (laughs) way better for them uh, because that's where it says in Psalm 133, there I command blessing. Right. Um, so that was, that was their heart for that. Um, so, so
2: here's a question, sorry to yeah, interrupt you, yeah. but, but that naturally brings up, I'm just thinking of other listeners that are, are tuning into this right now that are saying, that's great when you have both spouses willing to do that. But my husband's a non-believer. What do I do with that?
1: Sure. Um, a spouse is an unbeliever or my spouse doesn't have a heart, uh, to mm-hmm. do that. Um, what, what do I do? Um, well, uh, the scriptures say that this unbelieving spouse, um, uh, and this is in uh, Corinthians, second Corinthians, uh, your unbelieving spouse or the person that is not willing to go with you is still covered under, under you, uh, so that as long as they're not desiring to leave, then mm-hmm. your role, first of all, is to stay there, um, uh, uh, it's going to be more difficult, for sure,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because I've, now I don't have a partner who can process with me to go to God's will. So that means for me, uh, what I have to do is to seek God uh, directly in my abiding. And I don't say, well, because my spouse doesn't want to, then I won't either. Mm-hmm. No, it's you You start abiding. You start receiving God's will. You start receiving what God would say because he'll give you wisdom, insight, clarity, do a work to say, well, here's what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's the things that I'd like you to do uh, that will will make a difference uh, toward ultimately having your spouse either come to know me and or have a heart to follow me. Uh, And and by the way, sometimes, uh, remember it's free will, uh, sometimes they're so hard-hearted they don't want to. Uh, And then of course the scriptures say that if uh, they have a desire to leave you uh, because they're not willing to process. And they say, I'd rather be gone than be with you. It actually says in scripture, go ahead and let them go. Um, mm-hmm. That um, you don't have to hold them together. Uh, not that you tell them to leave, but right. if, they, yeah, if, that's if, important. if they say, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and I want to leave. Actually, the scriptures say, go ahead and let them go. Uh, so that there's a trust factor in um, do I have, you know, as you're speaking to God, there's no formula to this. There's no, well, you got to do these three things. It's individual. It's Mm -hmm. what God will show you, even though your spouse isn't willing to go, he'll show you, okay, here's how I want you to live. Here's how I want you to uh, interact with your spouse. Here's the things that I'm asking you to do. Uh, step by step by step, and that's right. the beauty of what of what God is saying, is that uh, because our our abiding see is always personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't force that on my spouse. I can't require her uh, or him to process anything. It's you know, do you have a heart to? Some some of them right. don't. Uh, okay, uh, well I do. I have a heart too, so I will. Right. I'll go follow right. God, knowing that God will give me the insight, the wisdom, and the clarity right. of of how that is. And he does say that your spiritual, uh, power, uh, covers this marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so there is a spiritual truth to that.
2: That's good to know. Where is that found again? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, it's in, uh, second Corinthians.
2: Uh, okay.
1: and I'll, uh, I'll look it up the, uh, I'll look at the verse and
2: yeah, uh, that, that'd be a good one just to share with, with the viewers for sure. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring a little clarity um, in case somebody is new to the podcast and hasn't heard some of our previous episodes. um, When Rich is talking here about how God will speak to you personally, um, he is in no way negating um, the fact that the the word is truth, 100% truth. And so when you hear the voice of God and he is speaking to you personally, it will never contradict what the word of God says in the Bible. Um, So if you think, okay, I'm hearing from God and he's telling me, um, I'm going to, I'm supposed to go throw all my husband's stuff on the lawn. Or <laughs> There's a really good chance. That's not God's voice. That may be a little bit of self coming in. <laughs> and so just remember um, that filter, you know, when we're talking about personal part of how God speaks to us is through his word. So it will always 100% of the time align with his word. It will not be in contradiction to the principles that he has been teaching us. So. Right.
1: Right. And why, why is that so important?
2: That's so important because it is easy to hear other voices. We, you know, There are so many other voices. In fact, if you went out right now and said, "I'm, I'm having trouble with my spouse, and I just talked to three friends who are Christian friends, I can almost guarantee you two of those three would say, you go, girl, get out. He deserves it. Be gone. And you might, if you have a good friend, have somebody who says, let's go see what God has to say. Let's pray about this together you can always find a voice that's going to support what you want to hear. Um, a true friend will take you right back to God's word and say, what does God have to say more than my opinion? I love you, sister, and I would I would love to see things better for you, but I trust that God's best is the best. Therefore, we're going to go to his word first.
1: Yeah, yeah. this verse um, uh, that we're referring to that you're covered uh, is 1 Corinthians 7.14. Uh, it says for the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife and the unbelieving mm. wife is made holy because of her husband otherwise your children would be unclean but as it is they are holy uh, so that
2: I've never heard that verse or never noticed it yeah so that I love that you shared that thank you
1: yeah so that um, uh, as you're uh, and the word there means sanctified that uh, the relationship, as far as God looks at it is if you're walking with me um, and you're experiencing me, I'm covering your whole marriage and your children. So it right. doesn't mean that, well, they're they're not going to follow because we're not we're not going to church or we're not doing this mm-hmm. or we're not doing that. Um, it's no, it's walking. It's a hard thing. Um, as you're following me, your unbelieving spouse is actually covered and your children are covered. Um, uh, and so it gives you, you know, a beautiful uh, statement about that, um, of, what, of what's true. So it, uh, um, we need to, you know, understand the, the truth yeah. of that. And, the, and therefore, it isn't up to us, see, to say, well, because uh, you're not doing what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the only remedy is to separate.
3: Right.
1: And God says, no, Um, you're actually covering them. And I'll give you the wisdom, the insight, the clarity of how to cover them um, if you have a heart. And now
2: in terms of covering them, just if you can clarify that a little bit, um, you're not talking about. Being, they're being there in salvation they're, you're not giving them my relationship with God doesn't give my spouse a relationship with God, but there's a covering and walking in the wisdom and the truth of what God is leading you to do as you step in obedience and you receive his word. Correct. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that the, uh, when we talk about the uh, covering um, it's uh, the ability of God to say, um, your your whole relationship uh, is is still functioning under my uh, leadership. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're going to struggle. Uh, they're going to be independent of that, uh, but it doesn't mean that you've lost that ability for God to work to act, and He's mm-hmm. going to do it through you. Right. Uh, I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you insight. I'm going I'm going to do some things always with a heart because remember what's God's will that none shall perish. Right. And that they would come to a beautiful relationship uh, with you. So that if, if you have an unbelieving spouse, your heart would be, well, father, what would you say about how I could help assist Mm -hmm. her to see the truth or him to see the truth? Um, And then how do we make decisions given that there's an opposition there? It's true. It's an opposition. And God says, well, I'll give you the wisdom. I'll give you the insight. Um, and then that, you know, that's First Corinthians 7, 14, 7, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 7.15 says this. If the unbelieving partner separates, let it be.
3: Hmm.
1: In such cases, a brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. So that if they conclude, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I'm not willing to, receive the blessing of God with you, I'm leaving, God says, let him go. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll give you a life of peace separate from that. And if that's an answer of their heart, uh, because remember, God doesn't violate free will. So it's not like, and see, this is where our prayer goes back to is, God, would you change your heart? Would you have her become a believer? Would you have that person Mm -hmm. uh, surrender to you like I'm surrendering to you? And God says, well, I don't violate people's wills. I invite Mm -hmm. them. I'll invite them and I'll help you to show what it looks like to invite them. Uh, And either they do or they don't. And if they do, hallelujah, if they don't, uh, you still can function well. If they decide, I want to leave, I don't want to be here anymore. God says, let them go. Yeah, that's really, really interesting truth.
2: Interesting this morning, it just made me think of this, so I pulled it up. Um, and when I was having my abide time, God had me in Matthew 18. Uh-huh. And, um, in verse 10, I, I was just spending some time on it. It says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, the angels in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. And he goes on to talk about you know the parable of the lost sheep and how God's heart is for the one. But I thought it was so interesting, that warning in verse 10, I think I've paid attention to the parable so many times that I haven't necessarily paid attention to the warning that says, you know, see to it that you don't. And, and it's, you know, a heed and really pay attention to that you don't despise. And that word for despise is literally to disdain yeah. or hold in contempt And I think about that sometimes when you look at the hurt that goes on in marriages, and let's say this situation were to occur and the spouse were to leave. um, It's very easy for us to allow our hearts to go to that place to to despise this person was lost and they hurt me, whether it's a marriage or whether it's, you know, all kinds of other situations, they're lost and they hurt me. And God says, no, have my heart for him. I have a heart for him. So let me give you a heart for him as well. Right. That's right. Um, and as we look at
1: um, another scripture that actually kind of describes, you know, what does it look like uh, to receive God's word? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, Luke 10, or excuse me, Mark 4, uh, 13 to 20. Uh, Kathy, if you go ahead and read that, this is the, the parable of the sower and the seed and the word.
2: Right. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? And others are the ones sown among thorns; those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Right. So um,
1: he's talking about this parable, uh, and he basically said. Uh, this is interesting. Um, do you not understand this parable? He's he's just given it, uh, the sower and the seed. Uh, if you don't understand this, he says, then you don't understand any of them. Uh, because this is the key uh, of what I'm going to share with you about the seed and the word that is so critical that if you understand this parable, all the rest of them will start to make sense to you. And the reason, mm. the reason is is that uh, God will say, I'll explain them to you through taking the word and making it live to you, making it life to you, and you'll mm-hmm. understand it because you're in a relationship with me, and you're saying, okay, I read this, help me understand it. And, he, and because mm-hmm. of this parable, he said, well, I will. Uh, so he gives these different grounds uh, uh, and say that uh, you know some of it's just rocky, you're doing it half-heartedly and there's no, nothing there mm-hmm. it just gets picked up and it's gone um, and this would be by the way a lot of people uh, who are uh, doing devotions uh, yeah i do a devotion every day and um, uh, i read a devotion uh, so it's not that you're not doing it uh, but you're reading this devotion and uh, uh, he said it gets taken away uh, because you are approaching it as a task. You're approaching mm. it as a duty. I'll do it, but there's, it's not going anywhere. So I, mm-hmm. I disciple these executives. Um, and I, and they, a lot of times say, yes, I do devotions. Okay. Uh, what did it say to you last week? I don't remember.
2: It's gone. <laughs> you know, two days ago. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't remember. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. okay, today. Well, I read something about love. You know what? Well, I'm, I'm supposed to be more loving. See, it's it stayed at the surface and was taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was I was getting into the Bible, but I was doing it as a task, as a duty, and it really doesn't change my life. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, the second one is, uh, you did spend some time in it. you received it with joy. Um, but a adversity came up Mm -hmm. and what happened?
2: (laughs) Yeah. You end up, you know, you hit something hard and you, you let go of that. It's too hard to stay with the word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had some joy
1: as I was getting into the word and then I had this problem occur, which by the way, the enemy is working hard to do. I Mm -hmm. want to discourage you from, from receiving the word. Right. Uh, And then you say, I I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it Mm -hmm. didn't really matter. And I got to go back to figuring this answer out myself. And you go back to your yourself and you've lost it. You had a little bit of joy, uh, Mm -hmm. but you've you've lost it. Uh, The third one is uh, you did spend some time. It was starting to grow, uh, but what choked it out?
2: The, the cares of the world cares and of the deceitfulness world. of riches and yeah. desire for other things. Yeah.
1: So yeah. while I was uh, spending some time in the Word, and I'm starting to get some uh, valuable wisdom, inside truth from God, um, I flipped to, like, yeah, but I got to go take mm-hmm. care of this. I have things mm-hmm. I got to take care of. Um, and you leave it behind, and it choked out any fruit that the that the Spirit and the, and the Word can give you because Mm -hmm. you didn't give it any more time. You just said, well, I've got to spend my energy fixing my issues of life, cares of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I abandon it basically. Um, And so then he says in verse 20, he said uh, the key to this whole thing uh, is that it's sown, the word is sown on good soil. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the word there is uh, welcoming soil. Um, I welcome, what, uh, as it says, you accept it, uh, that you have a desire to receive uh, the planting of the seed and you welcome it um, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be planted uh, and grow. And it says if you approach it that way and you've, you've got a soft heart,
3: mm-hmm.
1: the word is planted, you've accepted it, uh, it will bear fruit uh, mm-hmm. 30, 60, 100 fold. So, you know, the analogy here is, uh, you know, we could look at corn. Uh, Corn, you know, is a kernel. um, And that's what the seeds are. That's what you plant in the ground is these kernels of corn. Um, So uh, if you took that kernel of corn and put it in a plastic bowl uh, and you didn't do anything with it, you just put it in a plastic (laughs) bowl, what would happen?
2: It would stay in the plastic bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Now remember- (laughs) Not turn into anything except maybe a little mold. (laughs) Yeah, in that that kernel of corn, see, is life. That's Mm -hmm. where the life is. But there's no soil Mm -hmm. for it to sprout. Uh, And so you could say, well, that's a great kernel of corn. But if you put it in a plastic bowl with no soil, it can't break out. Uh, So Mm -hmm. let's say, okay, I'm going to put it in some soil and it starts to break out. Um, if you, uh, look at it and don't water it and don't, uh, process it any further, even though it starts to grow, what happens to it?
2: Well, uh, it's going to die off yeah, anyway. It, it dies. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, there was life. There was some life there. Uh, mm-hmm. it started to grow, but, uh, it, uh, I didn't water it. I didn't stay with it. Um, and I left, uh, I left it and then it dies off mm-hmm. so that a farmer, Uh, who plants the corn in the soil. Uh, And he looks out after the first week. He looks out after the second week. He looks out after the third week. Nothing. Hmm. He doesn't see anything. But by faith, he knows something. What does he know about that seed of of corn?
2: That it is going to grow. It's developing roots right now, and it's going
1: to grow. It broke out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It broke out. And it's growing. I can't see it. Mm
3: -hmm. I can't
1: experience it yet, but I know that it's broken out and it's developing root system. It's under the ground, but it's happening. Mm -hmm. Okay, then um, he looks out and it breaks, what's called breaks through. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: It breaks through the ground and a little bit of the green of the stalks shows up. Mm -hmm. He says, hey, fantastic. Um, uh, Great, it broke through, it's a breakthrough. Okay, now if he stopped at that point, okay, I got the breakthrough, (laughs) but he stopped watering it, stopped cultivating it. What would happen? It would still die. It would still die.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: And see, that's the analogy of the word is that, okay, um, I spend some time in it. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that it's gonna break out and and I get a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. I get something positive in my life and like wow it happened that I had a mm-hmm. breakthrough in this situation. And then you say, well, now that it's broken through, I can just move on to something different. Um, right. or I can, I can abandon this because well, there was a breakthrough and God said, no, mm-hmm. you got to stay with it until it produces 30, 60, hundred fold, so that it has to grow and grow and grow. And it takes two or three months. For that stock to grow, and then mm-hmm. in that stock, what happens? Ears of corn, and you've taken that mm-hmm. one uh, seed, and it produced uh, multiple ears of corn, which are more seeds, fruit, mm-hmm. um, and now you can use it for feed. You can use it for uh, serving people's food, or you can use part of it to say, "I'm going to re- I'm going to replant this," uh, but there was a fruit, and, and the key mm-hmm. is uh, what it takes. Um, uh, you know, 30, uh, 30, 60, 90, 120 days for that to occur. So there's a patience with that. Right. There, uh, and the question is, as you're abiding in the word, because I'm receiving it, uh, it's, am I willing to stay with it until I experience it? The fruit. Mm-hmm. Either the transformation that we've talked about or the circumstances have changed because God has spoken to it and it, it is finished. It's done. Now mm-hmm. I can have you go to something new. And so when you're abiding, it's not about um, how many, how big, how how fast I can go. It's staying in that particular word and what God is going to speak to you. And we'll, we'll show what that looks like um, so that it produces fruit. And that's the issue mm-hmm. uh, is um, I needed to go to his conclusion because the words are spirit and their life. They are, right. they are fulfilling what I'm doing in you. So if you're seeking forgiveness, for example, well, you could spend a little bit of time. Okay. I had a little bit of breakthrough. Uh, I feel better about that person now, but I haven't really gone to full forgiveness. God says, well, don't leave this. Mm-hmm. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me until you don't know about forgiveness, but you have forgiveness.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's the, that, that's
1: the beauty of it. Um, yeah. and so as we, you know, we've talked about this issue of, um, uh, marriages, uh, today. Uh, and that if, uh, you're struggling as a couple, as a believing couple, it would be, well, Hey honey, are we willing to start learning what abiding looks like? Let's, let's Mm -hmm. go seek God. And yeah, we have acrimony. Yes, we don't, we have struggle uh, with each other. That's true. Um, and it's not to deny that, but it's saying, if we go seek God together and you abide in the word and I abide in the word, and we let it produce its fruit, we'll see a difference in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the 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 uh, encouragement uh, to couples who are struggling, uh, particularly right now, would be: um, Are you willing uh, to go and learn what it means to abide? Uh, and by the way, we mm-hmm. have a course on that um, on our website, um, yes. Abiding in the Vine and Unity, which gets into great depth about how do you do that as a couple. So we encourage you that if that's something you're struggling with, to uh, sign up for that course, um, and you'll go through all the depth of it, of what does that look like, and if the two of you have a heart to do that, you'll see, you'll start seeing the mm-hmm. difference, and again, as we talked about, if it's just one of you, keep keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go abide what the fruit is that you want to provide for me, and you'll give me wisdom and insight as, as to how to uh, deal with this other couple, uh, other other party in the, in the couple.
2: Um, And remembering too that, um, just encouraging sometimes when you when I hear personally, because I'm not good at farming, I kill every plant I touch. (laughs) Um, You know, sometimes when I hear these illustrations, I think, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. But remember, there's joy in this process. That's, you know, when when Rich talks about the word is spirit and life. It is not this, this painful, we talked about this a little, little bit yesterday. It's not this painful process all the time. It's, oh my goodness, God has something new to tell me today. And I get to watch him deliver it and grow it just as I come under his word. And, and it is, it becomes this, this life and joy and excitement and adventure um, as he's doing this work and you're getting the benefit of it um, as you get to know him more and just grow in that relationship with him. And so, don't think of it like I would in terms of a farm thing. Like, oh goodness, I'm going to kill it. I can't stay with something long enough. No, he's he's doing it, and it's actually enjoyable. Right. It's it's yeah, it's a beautiful process. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and so uh, you know, some of the uh, the reasons we talked today about marriage was that was one of the questions. Uh, that mm-hmm. came to us is, well, what does it look like when you're having trouble? Or what about when I have an unbelieving spouse or a spouse that doesn't uh, handle it? That's We wanted to answer that question. So we encourage you uh, to uh, send in your questions. So for YouTube, uh, you just uh, make the question in comments and then we'll get it and we'll put it on our list to answer, which which we're doing. Um, if you're listening by podcast, you can go to questions at afjministry.com, questions at AFJMinistry.com, and we'll get them. Um, and then we'll be able to, uh, put them on our list. And, uh, our, our heart is to, uh, get into the reality of things. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just stay at, well, here's some truth. Uh, you're going to ask questions about, well, then what about this? And, mm-hmm. and Kathy and I are going to spend some time saying, great, great question. Let's answer that. Let's help you answer that. Uh, um, so we'll do that. So it's been, yeah. been great again today. And
2: absolutely Enjoy. and if you found today encouraging and um just learned something from this be a friend and tell a friend pass the word so that they can begin joining us on this podcast and broadcast as well we'd love to have your friends join us
1: yep we sure would so uh have a great day and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow thanks kathy Good thanks you. so
2: much yep. absolutely
0: thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos